Are you tired of swiping left and right on these dating apps? Are you over all of these 21 questions that lead you nowhere? Are you sick of the small talk that gets you ghosted or blocked? Well, stick around because today's episode is all about dating and why some of us don't know how to do it very well. But it's okay. We're all going to learn together. So stick around because it's going to be a fun episode. All right, everyone. My name is Caesar, and I am your host for Are You Fucking Serious? Because, yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> so, today's episode is all about dating and why some of us aren't really good at it, or, you know, why some of us just don't like it because it's become so boring and pointless and stuff like that, and the whole spiel. So, it's all going to be about dating, dating apps, experiences, stories, all of that. All right, so let's talk about dating. Why do we date? What is the number one thing that we all have in common on why we date? And there is actually so many reasons why people date, but the one and only thing that we all have in common is that we're all looking for love. We're all looking for that special someone, our other half, tu media naranja, some of us saying in Spanish, you know? So we're all looking for love and someone to share it with and creating something beautiful out of it. So that's why we date, because we want to get something out of it from somebody else, if that makes sense. I hope it does. <laughs> and so with dating comes having conversations, getting to know one another. But that's the issue right now. In this day of age, nobody wants to get to know one another. It's kind of like, you know what? You're pretty fucking hot. You're sexy. Why don't we just fuck? If sex is really good, fuck it. We'll end up together. We'll be in a relationship. We'll call it, we'll call it a day. And that's fine. No, it's not. Because it's going to get you nowhere. You really need to invest time and energy into getting through that talking stage to get into the dating stage because there's just only so much you can do through text messages you guys and that's the thing that I think we're kind of all like messing up is that we're spilling so much of our guts through text messages and through phone calls that we leave nothing for the table for when we actually see each other in person when we see each other in person it's just awkward looks how was your day? Oh, it's fine. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay, cool. It gets boring. It gets boring because you already said so much of yourself that you didn't leave anything for that date, for that in-person session. So what do we do from there? We need to kind of, I'm not saying don't tell them anything, just kind of get a little bit of their vibe and their energy in the first conversations and then just be like, hey, would you be down to go grab some coffee? Would you be down to go grab some lunch or something, dinner, like drinks? I don't know, something. So we can both see each other in person, see if we really fit each other's spaces, fill each other's cup, if we're the same energy, if there's chemistry, if there's sexual chemistry, if there's something there. Because once you read that energy off, then you know how to move forward. You know what to do from there. You know 
what needs to be done, if this is going to work, if it's not going to work, if I can just casually date you, if we're just going to be friends, you know what to do from there in that first person meeting. And with dating comes really knowing yourself, really being open to the idea that this is just an experience. You're kind of just throwing yourself out there. Things can go left or right. But you're gonna you're gonna have this as an experience, and you're just gonna take whatever you can, so whatever resonates with you, take it with a grain of salt. And before I actually keep going with this conversation in this podcast, this episode, guys, please, 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 please take whatever I say with a grain of salt or sugar, whatever you want. But do not take me too seriously. This episode, this whole conversation, it's just for entertainment to entertain you guys as you guys are getting ready for work or on the road or you know getting ready to go out with your friends, to whore out, you know, be sluts, putear, whatever you want to do. Do not take me too seriously to the point where you get offended with what I say because a lot of things that I say is through my experiences, through my perspectives, the things that I've dealt with and everything. And we all don't share those same experiences. Even if we're in the same communities, we don't share the same ones, okay? We all do things differently. If we share common stuff, cool. If not, that's still fine. That's you. That's me. That's we. I don't know. But do not take me too seriously. All right. So let's go back to the, this whole dating thing. Dating apps. There are so many dating apps for people to meet people. There is Tinder. If you want to have fun, if you kind of want to see what's out in the ocean, the fishes, whatever, because you can go on cute dates or you can find a really cute hookup or friends with benefits or whatever you want. Um, Tinder works in those situations where everything is possible. I've actually met my first boyfriend through Tinder. And you know what, guys? It was my first relationship. He was my first boyfriend. He was my first sexual partner. I lost my virginity to this guy. And <laughs> sex was actually really fucking fun, guys. Sex was, sex was really good with him. He, we were both really amazing. We both, you know, did our little things. And it was so much fun. And I really enjoyed it. And every time we had sex i was just always so excited because i wanted to try new things and it was fun it was a good experience but you know we started that relationship just kind of being sexually attracted to each other and not as in two people meeting for the first time catching each other's vibes talking about their things even possibly starting a friendship None of that happened. It was just maybe that we were both just sexually attracted to one another. And that was that. Because to be honest, guys, we never really went on cute dates. It was just kind of like we were both hanging out in each other's cars or in places. And then be like, you know what? Like, I'm horny. You're horny. Let's just go have sex. And so it was just mainly sex. And just so we can say that we have someone in our lives. So it didn't work out. He just wasn't the right one for me. And there's no such thing as a right one. But there is such thing as knowing your worth. And it wasn't worth it anymore. The sex was kind of dry. I was kind of getting bored. I knew that he was getting bored too. Because he was talking to other guys on Tinder and on Twitter. And the way that I caught him was just actually so funny. But I feel like I should say that for like another episode. But just to make it short, I just kept seeing... He was really drunk one night when we were having sex. And he kept getting all these notifications from Twitter. And that's when I found out that he was like a Twitter gay. Where he just spoke to any guy and just did his own thing. And fucked around. And you know, 
whatever. And FYI, there's nothing wrong with being a Twitter gay. Do you. Have fun. Enjoy it. Get that attention that you want. And keep it pushing. But I knew that he was a Twitter gay because he was having all these conversations and like asking guys to like link up with him and that he was going to go on this weekend trip and that he needs people to like me and that they should link up and like fuck around this and that mind you we were like seven months into our relationship and i was like that's it but you know what i will say that i played him i played him because while i could have been just like very like mature about the situation and then just like left him and then just moved on I made sure that I had sex with him one last time. And then the next morning, I just texted him, it's over, we're done. And that was that. And he was like, okay, we can still be friends. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we can still be friends. Blocked him. How am I going to be friends with someone who was like literally cheating on me <laughs> through Twitter and all these things and just using me? So I was like, I don't want to be friends with someone like that. And we weren't even friends to begin with. If we were friends to begin with, he would have never done that and it would have been easier for us to just be friends after that breakup but it wasn't so i dumped him i was so happy i was so relieved because i no longer had to deal with someone like that but that's how i met him i met him through tinder and i should have known better i should have known better i will say that i've also been on hinge and hinge is kind of i want to say that hinge is for those who really want to be in serious relationships but it's all bullshit i've met so many fuck boys through there i met my second boyfriend through hinge and while things were going great in the beginning um they just started falling apart he wanted to do long distance and for me it, it wasn't working out i didn't have the energy to want to drive long distance to go see him things were just going by too quick we didn't have any sexual chemistry when we would kiss, I just felt like I was being forced to kiss this person. And if you're hearing this, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. But that, that was just my experience. And that's how I felt. I just felt so trapped into this relationship. And so when I had the chance to break up with him, which was when the pandemic hit, I was just like, okay, this is my chance to get out of this situation. And, you know, when I broke up with him, his response wasn't too mature. And so I decided to do what I know best and that is blocked because i will block someone i don't need to see someone that i don't want to see i you can be great but you can be great all the way over there i don't need to see it i don't want to feel it i don't want to know anything about you blocked and then there's bumble and i've actually met a lot of great friends through bumble through their bff side even their dating side because we just knew that the chemistry was just more friendly so i met some great friends through there and that was great and Bumble's kind of cool, but for some reason, I keep getting, like, my feed is always people from outside the country. I'm like, is there no guys in the United States? Is there, like, no one in California, like, in the fucking valley? Like, what is going on? Am I just not, like, likable, like, to the guys in the valley? Am I not good enough for, like, LA gays or, like, WeHo gays? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking know. And I don't really give a shit. But yeah, but Bumble's fun grinder grinder wow 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 grinder is actually a very interesting app if you're very promiscuous if you're very flirtatious if you're very all about having sex and just like random hookups and fucking strangers and stuff like that that is your app that is your app you will find someone any time of the day that will want to have sex with you that is like a for sure 
I will say that earlier in the year, I was, I have friends who were like telling me about like their sex stories and then like their little rendezvous with all these guys through Grindr and and Tinder and stuff like that. And I was like, I kind of want to like let loose and I want to get out of my comfort zone before I start my grad program. Like I want to be out there. I want it to be a little hoe. That's what I'm trying to say. I want it to be a little hoe or a big hoe, whatever you want to say, a safe hoe, (laughs) a safe hoe. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to experience that. I want to have stories to tell my friends of what I've done and stuff like that, you know. Um, and so then I decided that I was going to try Grinder, And I met two guys there that I actually had a lot of fun with. Oof, a lot of fun, guys. A lot, a lot of fun. <laughs> and then I met somebody else. And that person was the nail to the coffin that told me bitch this app is not for you when i tell you guys that this experience was very traumatic i ended up at the hospital for like three times i actually went to the hospital three times i was dealing with a lot of anxiety a lot of stress depression i was testing every fucking week at this point every fucking day like for so many months that the counselors there were just like, you're fine. I don't know why you keep doing this. I had to go to therapy because of this traumatic experience. And I'm not really going to talk about it because I would rather just kind of save it for an episode that is all about trauma and stuff like that, right? So I went through this situation and that was kind of what told me that random hookups is not for me. That meeting with these guys and strangers and putting myself in such a very risky and vulnerable situation is not for me. So, Grinder is not for me, but I learned a lot from it. I learned my lessons. I grew. I'm still growing. I'm still using that trauma as a learning experience to know better and to educate myself better and to choose better partners. That's what I want to say. But yeah, Grinder is like really interesting for those who really like to just have sex and do random hookups. That's all for you guys. Do it. Do what you guys got to do. These dating apps, these dating apps, you guys have become so dry because nobody wants to date. And we're also busy and every single one of you is dealing with heavy shit that maybe you guys are not speaking about it. Maybe you guys are just keeping it under wraps and that's fine. We have inflation. It's the fact that that $1 bag of Hot Cheetos is now $3. That small little bag is now $3. Gas prices are going so fucking high. Jobs are not paying well enough for us to keep living in California or like, you know, to have a roof under our heads. So much shit is going on. A lot of depression. We're still in a fucking pandemic. All of that is fucking with the time that we could be using to invest into trying to meet someone. And we are on borrowed time. So I get it. Any time that you have for yourself, the last thing you want to do is hop onto a fucking dating app and try to meet someone. So I completely get it when you guys kind of feel like maybe you just want to meet someone just very casually where they just enter your life and they're perfect and that's going to be your relationship and it's going to last forever and blah, 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 blah. I get it. But that's that's not going to happen. I'm not saying it's impossible. That it's not realistic. But it's not realistic. It won't happen like that. It'll happen in many ways. But we're all always moving, working, doing things to try to survive that we have no time to actually date. And that makes it awful. That makes it horrible for us because, like I said, why do we want to date? Because we want to find love. We want to find someone to share it with. We want to build something with someone. Substance, foundations, a home. We want 
someone that makes us feel like home. And right now we're going through so much shit. Like I said, we're also dealing with the fucking pandemic that's been lasting way too motherfucking long that at this point we kind of have to just learn to live with it. And it's also that this pandemic happened that a lot of us were stuck at home or just working that we don't feel like we have anything to bring to the table, nothing entertaining to talk about to people that we potentially want to date and be with. We're bored. We're bored with ourselves. We're always working and moving and we never have time to just breathe. We never have time to just breathe and take everything in. And I get it, guys. I really do. It's so unfortunate. And I hope that maybe at some point things get to slow down. But with the way that things are going all over the world, especially in the United States, I don't see it happening. At this point, everybody should start working two jobs so we're going to be able to survive because this one income thing is not working anymore. So I understand why dating is so hard because we have all these environmental factors and social factors and stuff like that that are just kind of getting in the way of it. It makes sense that we suck at dating because we don't have the time to actually invest to relearn how to date, how to talk to people, how to hold conversations. And for all of you bitches out there who are tweeting, oh my God, like people suck at like this and that, like people can't even hold conversations. Could you? Could you hold one? Have you ever thought that maybe they stopped talking to you because you were the boring one? No tea, no shade, y'all. No tea, no shade. But sometimes I peep tweets from people and like their little subliminal messages. And I'm kind of like, you seem boring. But the only reason why people follow you and like you is because you're showing off your body. And if you don't think that physical traits matter when it comes to dating, you are lying to yourself. And again, guys, do not take it too seriously. Do not get offended what I'm saying, but it is the truth. You swiped right on that person because you were physically attracted to them. You really liked how they looked and stuff like that. Their bio where they were talking about like, I did X, Y, and Z. I'm a professional skateboarder or whatever. None of that I talked to you. It was the way that they looked. And the reason I'm saying it is because months ago before I started my fitness journey, nobody was really looking at me. I wasn't really getting that much attention from guys. Yes, guys, guys, because I am gay. But I wasn't getting really much attention. I was getting a little bit of attention, but not a lot. And when did it all start? When I started posting my gym selfies where I was flexing my arms, my baby gains, and just showing myself off. And you guys, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I am not trying to be cocky of how I look or whatever. I'm just very proud of how far I'm coming. Because I've dealt with body dysmorphia and all these things for so long. And I've always just dreamt of having this very buff, very muscular body. So I'm really out here putting the work. I go to the gym every single day. I lift weights. I do all of these things because I want to look good for myself. Not for anybody else. Not so I can get attention. None. No. 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 Nope. Zero. It's all for me. And I love it. And I'll post it in my stories because I feel so confident and I finally feel so confident enough to post it. I finally feel confident to wear a tank top because I finally feel like I look good in them. And that's when I started noticing that all of these guys were coming out of the woodworks and like commenting on my stories and saying like, fuck, you're so fucking hot. You should raw dog me. You should fuck me. This and that. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Relax. 
Stop trying to over-sexualize me. It's not cute. Thirsting is not cute. I'm allowing, like, the hyping ones because I like when my girls and my guys are, like, hyping me up. Like, damn, bitch, you're really out here doing it and blah, 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 blah. I love that. I love that because it keeps me motivated. It keeps me going. And it also makes me feel like maybe my motivation is kind of brushing off on other people. But y'all need to chill with the over-sexualizing because it's not cute. It's not. Um, unless I personally know you and, like, that's our little, you know, banter or whatever. I get it. But, oof, guys. Sometimes it's just a lot and I'm kind of like, whoa, you guys need to, like, zimmer down and chill because that's just too fucking much. But I started seeing that I started getting the attention when I started posting these, like, body pictures and stuff like that. And that was the proof that I needed that, yeah, uh, when you start looking like, you know, one of those typical guijo gays that have muscles and everything, you start getting the attention. Um, Or unless you have, like, a huge following or you're buying your followers or whatever it may be, like, you feel all high and mighty, but what really could you do for someone? What could you bring to the table? Do you even have a table? Do you work at Ikea? I don't know. But your looks are only going to get you so far. And then phew, nothing happens. The other person gets bored with you. And that's it. And that's really what it is when it comes to physical traits. Uh, they will only get you so far. So you really need to have a personality. Make it shine, sharpen yourself up, you know. And, you know, something else that I really wanted to discuss was learning to heal from your past relationship traumas. Do not bring your baggage into the next relationship that you're doing or someone that you're dating with. The only reason I say this is because this isn't baggage claim. This isn't a fucking airport. You're not on Delta flight. Leave that shit in your past. Dejalo ahí and move on. Because if you are fresh out of a relationship, you should not be dating. There is no reason why you should be dating. I mean, I get it. You want to get a rebound. You want to get back at your ex or whatever. But you're at the end of the day, you're still thinking about your ex. It is not fair for the other person to reap those consequences because you decided that you're still not over your ex, but you want to get over them by getting under somebody else. That's not fair. Nobody likes to be a rebound. Nobody likes to be used. It's fucked up. It is really fucked up when you start using other people because you want to get over the traumas that were caused from your past relationships. Heal from them. Grow from them. Become the best version of yourself. That way, when you do start dating somebody, it's because you're ready. Not because you feel the pressure to be with somebody else because you miss cuddling or having someone in your space or having somebody to call babe and all that jazz like no heal first so you don't have to bring it and cause somebody else pain because then it's just going to be very messy the other person is going to grow to resent you and if you thought your ex was the worst this other person might be even worse so really just take care of yourself focus more on yourself on your journeys and you know worry more about yourself a little story time for you guys is that um, I wouldn't call this a date because I actually told a person that I was just trying to be friends, but they kept pushing it to be a date. So I was like, okay, if that's what you want to call it, you call it that. But I'm seeing you just as a friend. I'm meeting you for the first time. I want to see if we could even be friends to begin with. Just when I tell you that this guy straight up fucking told me that I was catfishing, 
<laughs> I fucking died that I wanted to get up from the table and just fucking walk away. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep it cute. I'm going to just fucking be respectful and just stick it. He's like, I just hate when people don't look like their pictures. And then I was like, excuse me? He's like, you know what I mean? Like, don't you just hate when people catfish? And then I was like, I feel like you're trying to call me a catfish. And if you are, then just fucking call it already. You can't even look me in the fucking eyes. So whatever. But yeah, basically he was calling me a catfish. And it didn't make sense because I post on my stories. And I don't really put filters on them unless they're like really cute ones or whatever. But, you know, when I'm doing my gym, my gym selfies and stuff like that, I don't fucking put any filters. So you can clearly see my face. You can see my body and how I look. On the other hand, the person that was trying to call me a catfish looked way different from his pictures from these dating apps. And I'm only saying that if you're going to put pictures, let them be up to date, you guys. I don't need to see that you're a 40-year-old posting your 20-year-old self on fucking Tinder. And, you know, talking about 40-year-olds, let's really unpack that. Why should you feel that you can change someone? that is above the age of 40. I have a couple of friends who have been dating people in their late 30s, late 40s, close to their 50s, and it hasn't been working out. And it's because, guys, if they didn't know any better when they were in their 20s, you really think they're going to know any better when they're in their late 40s and 30s? The brain develops at 25, especially for men. Like, if you can't get it, then... And even entering your 30s, you're not going to get it when you're in your 40s. There is no reason why you should be dating someone in their 40s who's still playing you. They're not going to change. Move on. Learn when to leave a situation that no longer serves you. This isn't a fucking buffet. Like, move the fuck on. Because people are like, age is nothing but a number. I don't fucking know, guys. The maturity levels are all over the fucking place. They're out of whack. But you dating someone who's in their late 40s or like late 30s, early 50s and they can't get it together you are not going to get it together for them so stop trying there's really nothing that you can do that's going to help them if they can't help themselves so help yourself and get yourself out of that situation dating is a whole fucking playbook okay it's a game you either win some you lose some at least you got to experience something the goal is always just to find someone that's going to make you feel like you want to share your love with them. But you cannot say that you're looking for someone that's going to help you complete you because you should be able to complete yourself. Don't look for love in other places that where you can't even love yourself. If you can't love yourself, how the hell, like what Paul fucking says, how the hell are you going to love yourself? So I think I said that wrong. I think he says you if you can love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? I don't fucking know. You know what? Y'all know what I fucking mean. Unfortunately, a lot of people go into relationships hoping that the other person's just going to complete them and make them feel whole. And that's not it. That's not going to happen. Because once they end that relationship, if it doesn't work out, you're going to be destroyed. You're going to be feeling less than what you enter that relationship with. And you're just going to be falling apart. So you really need to gather yourself together. You need to fill your own cup. You need to love yourself first. You need to be independent and do what needs to be done to make yourself feel better, to grow as a person so that when you enter the dating scene, it's not too hard. Things run smoothly.
You don't have to feel any less than what you're worth. You don't have to feel hurt when someone ghosts you because a lot of people ghost people. And that's another thing, guys. Nobody owes you an explanation. Nobody owes you a conversation. Nobody owes you anything. If they ghost you, so what? Move on. It hurts. I get it. I'm with you. I've been in those situations where I was ghosted. I've been in the situation where I ghosted people. It's nothing personal. It's all mainly about myself and what I'm doing and what I'm going through. And right now in the moment, it just didn't serve me to be talking to someone or to being in a situationship or in a dating situationship. So it happens. Nobody owes you an explanation or anything. At the end of the day, you really just need to take care of yourself and just kind of move on from places that no longer serve you. And it's going to happen. You just have to accept that things happen for many reasons and uh, most of those reasons don't have to do with you. And if they do, okay, you're going to survive. You're here. You're alive, I think. I hope. (laughs) So point of the whole thing is that dating sucks, but it really just gets better when you get better. Dating becomes a lot easier when you know how to take control of the dating scene of the spaces that you're in, the energy that you share with the people that you're trying to date, it all just becomes a lot easier. Like I said, it's a playbook. It's a game. It's something that we all deal with, but it's how we react, what we get from it, what we learn. Because you can learn so much from dating, especially if you're being like sexually active and stuff like that. You get to learn what you like about sex or what you don't like about sex, what you like in a, in a partner, what you don't like in a partner. You get to learn all of these things. That way, when you do meet somebody else, you can put things into play and like actually implement whatever you learn. Everything is a learning experience and that's what dating is. You get to really learn what you want, what you don't want, what you see in a partner, what you want to see in a partner. The whole spiel. Thank you all for tuning in, for tuning into this episode, for hearing me talk all this fucking shit about dating and how messy it can be and how messy my life and dating life has been. Like I said, we're all learning and we're going to learn together in this journey and things are going to get a lot better. And I'm going to have new episodes coming out every Tuesday. And with that being said, this has been Are You Fucking Serious? Because yeah. I kind of am. And I am your host, Caesar. Good night. Good morning. Good evening. I don't know. I don't know what time you're hearing this from, but adios. Bye.